0: In the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed such dreams that his spirit was troubled and his sleep left him. I have had nights like that. So the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans be summoned to tell the king his dreams. The Chaldeans answered the king. There is no one on earth who can reveal what the king demands. In fact, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or Chaldean. The thing that the king is asking is too difficult and no one can reveal it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with mortals. Because of this, the king flew into a violent rage and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. The decree was issued and the wise men were about to be executed and they looked for Daniel and his companions to execute them. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah and told, uh so, yes, Daniel went to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions with the rest of the wise men of Babylon might not perish. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night and Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel said, blessed be the name of God from age to age for wisdom and power are gods. God changes times and seasons, deposes kings and sets up kings. God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. God reveals deep and hidden things. God knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with God. To you, O God of my ancestors, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and power, and now have revealed to me what we asked of you, for you have revealed to us what the king ordered. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, do not destroy the wise. Bring me in before the king, and I will give the king the interpretation. Holy words for holy people. Thanks be to God. Keep Daniel in your heart, Daniel in his tough situation, Daniel and his friends Hananiah, uh, Azariah, and here, I'm not gonna get it wrong, and Mishael, um, more often known by their enslaved, oppressed names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, keep them in your hearts in their situation, exiles, demanded to center the whims of a king, and in so doing, save their lives. We're going to talk about their dreams in a couple of minutes. But first, I want us to consider the dreams of someone else, the dreams of Ella Baker, who it turns out has a lot in common with Daniel. And Sweet Honey in the Rock, an acapella group that if you don't know yet, I would commend to you, wrote a song called Ella's Song about Ella Baker and her work. Um, For those who are not familiar, she was an activist and a strategist throughout the civil rights movement. Without her, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the NAACP and the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee would not have been the forces that they were. They simply needed her leadership to be as effective as they were. But because she was so invested in the power of others, the way that she made her leadership known was not about her, but about the community, about who she could raise up. Her name has often been lost in the histories we receive about that time. And so Sweet Honey in the Rock wrote this song about her using some of her words and her phrases that meant the most to them. And so I wanna share that song with you and listen for the words and phrases that stick out, the ones you love, the ones that bug you, because it all has something to do with what it means to be a Daniel Ella kind of dreamer (laughs) in a Babylon empire kind of world and what it means to dream in constrained circumstances and find a way to make your dreams real anyway. So we invite you to this song, Ella's song. <laughs> <laughs> we saw, uh, voicing how we feel about the things that we see in life. Do you think that it's a very important To maintain freedom. So we say we who believe in freedom, we cannot rest. We cannot be complacent. We may stay alert, stay active, and stay involved. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe and on the socials if you want to revisit that song, as I do often. It's a song that um, means so much to me and so many. Learning about Ella Baker for me was a moment when all of a sudden Activism and justice and making change in the world felt like something that a real person I knew could do. Up until that point, all of the people I had learned about who had changed the world had been presented to me as sort of magical. People who were so extraordinary from birth that they just could do things that other people couldn't do. And if you weren't one of those special people, you weren't going to do those amazing things and i think there's a reason that people get presented to us that way it's in order to disenable us from feeling our own power to change the circumstances of the world from feeling our own power to make things more just than they are but when i heard the story of al baker it was a story of a real who was born in North Carolina, who loved and struggled with her parents and siblings, who went to school to become a teacher to Shaw University, a place that would become incredibly meaningful to her over the course of her life. And who, when she got involved in the struggles of her day and the struggles that meant the most to her to free and liberate black people across the country and the world, encountered a lot of obstacles. because some of those groups and systems working for the same liberation she was working towards could not see her gifts because she was a woman. In a similar way to the way that Bayard Rustin, extraordinary strategist without whom the March on Washington wouldn't have happened, his peers could not see his gifts because he was gay. And yet they were there, right? In a, in a circumstance where many things were against them, And they found these ways to create room. Ella Baker was the first director of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference of which Martin Luther King Jr. was the president after she had worked for the NAACP many years and then taken a short break to care for her niece who needed care. Um, And in her work as director, Pursued this strategy of boycotts and group nonviolent effort to change laws to eliminate segregation um, that changed so many of our lives. But then something started to happen, which was um, the Greensboro sit ins and the work of students. She started seeing these college students all across the country take their own action in sometimes more aggressive ways but often just in different ways than the pastors and charismatic leaders that she was working with and she said okay the sclc has done great work but these students these students are doing something that i think nobody else can do there's something here that needs to be invested in and so she just arranged a conference for them to get together And she didn't tell them what to do at her alma mater, Shaw University. She didn't tell them what direction to go, but she said, here is power. Here are people who are powerful. (laughs) Um, Here are people who know what they need and who believe in God's vision of liberation. Let's get them in the same room and see what happens. And what happened was the founding of SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, um, which not only went on to do really important work in ending segregation, working for voting rights, working for an end to police brutality, but was in many ways the, the sort of forerunner of the kinds of movements we have now in Black Lives Matter. Movements that are about everybody instead of focal points. Movements where who the leader is matters less than how we are all becoming leaders. And she saw that and she started that and she made it possible She earned this nickname through that work with students, which was fundi, which is a Swahili word for someone who passes on a craft to the next generation. What she was known for was the ways that she made things possible for others, despite the enormous resistance she had received to claiming her own power and entering the movement herself. And everything about her is extraordinary. And you can hear a lot of the words about what made her special in this song. That she was someone who said, the power is in the young. They will carry the movement forward past us. Because this is a multi-generational effort, right? The way that she says, only in coming together in groups can we resist tyranny. It's all so inspiring. And then I come to the chorus. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. And as much as it inspires me it also fills me with a kind of rage and sadness (laughs) because why why couldn't she rest why with what she did and how she moved in the world and how she made things possible for others why couldn't she rest and if she didn't rest where did those dreams come from that she made a reality she was motivated by dreaming of a world that was different and better than the one she encountered. She could dream things for young people that they didn't know how to dream for themselves until she made that space. If she can't rest, how can she dream? And if she can't rest, how can she be? And is that the kind of life we want for the people who change our world? And so that sort of like immediate reaction of rage and sadness was sitting with me and I read the story of Daniel, where I have sort of the same reaction, that same instinctive, what a story, but also <laughs> how incredibly maddening, how frustrating, how deeply wrong that Daniel and his friends, Jews exiled in the empire of Babylon, unable to live out their worship, unable to live where they want, unable <laughs> to to have lives of fullness and of, um, of the faith that they have adopted, they are the ones who are supposed to fix this king's problem. The same emperor whose policies make them unable to live in full community in Jerusalem, he gets mad that he doesn't know what his dream means and Daniel's the one who has to come up with an answer for him. And we see the same kind of pattern which is Daniel, right? Daniel goes to God and asks for an answer to Nebuchadnezzar's dream, not for Nebuchadnezzar, not because he wants more power, not because he wants to solve the king's problem, but because of what he knows the king will do if he does not, because he knows that this emperor will hurt his friends, will hurt people that he has never met, will try and kill him as he does later again and again, if Daniel doesn't do something within the constrained circumstances that the oppressive empire he is a part of allows. And so it's then that he asks God, not for him, God, but for me, for safety, for justice, for flourishing, for these who already are so put down upon, give me the answer to the dream so that I can give it to Nebuchadnezzar and so that he doesn't hurt anybody else. And God answers that call and gives him that dream and he goes and he creates just a little bit more space for him and the people like him but it's still not justice and it makes me mad (laughs) it makes me sad Um, why isn't the answer to the dream for Nebuchadnezzar to just you know bite it (laughs) and go away and have there be freedom And that helps me to understand what it means that we who believe in freedom cannot rest. It's not that we cannot sleep. It's not that we cannot dream. It's not that we cannot care. It's not that we cannot have a moment of peace or of quiet or of prayer, because all of those things are things that God invites us into. All of those things are things that Ella Baker did during her life, that Daniel did during his life. It's that you're never allowed to put the struggle down and say that it's over or say that it's done with or say that it's not worth hoping for anymore. Because as much as you make space for a new generation or for your peers or for a little more safety than there was the day before, until we're all free, (laughs) nobody is free, until everyone can practice their faith in the way that their soul calls and desires No one's soul has experienced liberation. As it says in the song, until the killing of black men, black mother's sons, is as important as the killing of white men, white mother's sons, we cannot give up the ghost. We cannot put down the dream. We cannot let go of the task which demands a kind of merciless hopefulness from us a kind of rigorous hopefulness from us that says, I see how the powers are arrayed against me. I acknowledge the ways in which Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon are here. They are here in the room. They are here in my heart. They are here in the world, limiting stuff, making it smaller. I acknowledge the ways in which you can be Ella Baker and still be unrecognized for your work and We who believe in freedom cannot rest. Not because we believe in an extractive, productive vision of the self, where human worth and dignity are nothing except what you make, but because we believe that the vision of freedom is so grand, so powerful, so wonderful and lovely and God-filled and necessary, so needed, that we will not give up on that vision. We will not put down that call. We will not say it's too hard or I'm too cynical or the world just is too terrible. So no more hopes of freedom for me. We who believe in freedom cannot rest because even in our rest, we will receive dreams of what it would look like if everybody was free. And those dreams can spur us on to believe that hope can stay alive, that little steps can matter, even if you can't do the whole thing, and that God's vision is achievable. What Jesus Christ said in Luke 4 when he first got here, I have come to set the prisoners free i have come to release the debts of those in debt isn't just something we say but something we believe can be what the world looks like and even if it takes generations upon generations to get to the kingdom we are never going to give up on the reality that the kingdom has been announced that we can live differently and that as Ella said, it may only be a dream of ours, but it can be made real and that will sustain us, whatever comes today or tomorrow or in the generation that follows as we march on towards Zion and believe that God, with God's help, the kingdom can be known here on earth in these bodies with these people that we know and the world can feel different and just, and exactly as Ella envisioned it so many decades ago and Daniel so many thousands. For this, we ask God's help in prayer and we ask that that dream would be alive in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.